Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, the podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight. I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in wherever you're at. Um, today we've got a full room with us. We have four people in our little podcast studio. Um, lounge. So if <laughs> again, Jordan, thank you. Last time you said lounge and I need to change it to lounge because I like that better than studio even though it's a room with some lights and some microphones um but we've got we've got some amazing guests with us here today um amanda blem y'all know amanda blem on staff here at fathom welcome amanda thank you glad to be here uh jordan wright who just two podcasts ago we recorded um about fca and her new um mission there so if you haven't listened to that Go back two episodes and listen to Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Nice plug. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> listen to Jordan. And and you were up in front of the church last week talking about it. So this is a lot of Jordan. It's a lot of Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl Schallenmuller. Yep. Did I get it right? Yeah. See, yeah. See that. And then I mentioned it that I, I've been working on that. But um, Carl <laughs> is with us. Thank you, Carl, for being here. Um, you bet. I didn't tell you i was going to do this but really quickly carl just give us since you haven't been on our podcast before i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit oh, no. um give us like a 30 second who carl is what you're up to what you do where you're from those sorts of things so our listeners can know you okay uh i'm from colorado born and raised here um i jordan actually brought me to fathom when like shortly after Fathom started, like a few months after Fathom started. And I actually left my parents' church to go to Fathom. I thought it was a great church, a great community. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in the church. so, um, But it's just a, such a different culture from growing up in a Lutheran church to going to a non-denominational church. So I think that's really interesting. Um, my job is by far not Christian. So having the... <laughs> Christian base, I think, is vital for my mm. career at the moment. So, because and what do you do? I am a security guard at a hospital, so I deal with a lot of violent, stupid people. Mm. Yeah. So that's the story. Well, the stories are great. The stories are gnarly. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you some really, really <laughs> thank you for doing that. Stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, you're a security guard. You're not like police. Like, uh, I do more than police do sometimes. <laughs> Because yeah. they some things they refuse to do, and we still do them. So it's well, fine. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. You bet. Um, yeah. We are we're talking about singleness today. Um, <laughs> as you as you can tell from the title of this podcast, you've clicked on it. We're talking about singleness. <laughs> um, this is a very important topic. Um, as we were discussing even before we press record on this podcast, a lot of really important things that we want to get across in this podcast. Um, and so I am so glad y'all are here to talk about this. Um, me being a married guy, uh, I, I'm going to talk very little, um, but I do think it's important for, for me to be here, but also for hopefully most of fathom who's, who's listening to this, um, learning about singleness in 2021 and the church and what the church can do better um, with with single people and um, what, what we're getting wrong and those those sorts of things. And so I'm so glad you guys are here. 
to talk about this because it's super important. Um, so let's just, I'm just going to kick it off and um, anybody can go. I'm not just going <laughs> to point to one of you to talk, but um, what is it like being single? What is it like being single now in 2021? Um, I mean, you don't have to go like pandemic wise, but you can if you want to, but, but what is it like being single for you um, in general? What's it like? And then we'll get into church stuff later. Cool. Um, I would have to say that I am thankful that I am single right now. Um, I've had relationships in the past and obviously none of them <laughs> lasted because I'm not in one currently, but, um, I don't know. I really like my, I, I value and cherish my alone time. Um, I like that I can serve others in their marriages or just as friends. Um, I like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really enjoying it right now. And I think, you know, if God ever wants me to be married in the future, we'll see what he has. But right now I'm not actively pursuing anything. I'm just kind of, it's, it's almost like getting my feet on the ground, even though I've been single for a long time. Um, it's like I get to solidify who I am in Jesus. And then if God brings someone into my world and they are also solidified in Jesus themselves and he brings us together, then that will be a huge blessing. But right now I'm really just enjoying, I don't know, I'm just enjoying my singleness. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely lots of parts about just where things are at in society, in the world right now, where it's probably a little bit easier to be single. Mm -hmm. um, it's simpler. I'll, I'll use simple and complex rather than easy and hard because I think that's an important distinction. Mm -hmm. um, complex things can be easy and vice versa. Um, but it's it's also a tough time in the sense of like we have to be very self-reliant like yes relying on god um as our first provider and first love um but also like we really need the church right now in mm. the sense of um life is hard life is weird we need encouragement and loneliness sucks mm -hmm. um and you can feel lonely when you're single you can feel lonely in other stages of life too and so i think just overall we need to have a little bit of sensitivity to uh just people in general of like where are you at in life how are you doing where are you getting that comfort and community from um, and hopefully the church is able to just really rise above to be able to serve their people in that way regardless of their age or stage in life. Carl. <laughs> um, being single is weird and awesome at the same time. Cause I feel like there's pressure as a single guy in certain ways to, you know, you have to get married. Um, whether it's from your parents or from your friends or just basically society in general. I think there's a certain you know, like, hey, you need to go out and get married. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to. But, uh, like, I I can imagine there's certain things in life that make it easier to have somebody with. Um, like, grief is one thing, because you have somebody to lean on. Um, but, you know, that's why you have friends. You have a solid, <laughs> you have 
family beyond marriage. Um, yeah. And I think singleness is something that some people need to accept. Um, even if they, like for me, I've been single my whole life. Um, and I think one day coming home from work, I realized the fact that I was single. I need to accept the fact that I was single. Um, cause I've always had this image of like, yes, I'm going to get married. I have no idea when. And um, I think slowly I'm coming to the realization of like, do I actually want to be married or do I just want to be single? Hmm. Um, but is the realization like, yes, I'm single, but there's so much I need to work on, on myself if I want hmm. to get married. Cause it's a journey. Hmm. And I think. Um, you have that realization and it's, it's kind of, it was really sudden for me just sitting in the truck. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm single. I need to work on your other couple things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I also had one day that was just like singleness was put in my face and it was a slightly different perspective in that I felt God asking me the question explicitly, would you be okay if I called you to singleness for life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to wrestle with that a lot. Um, I have an aunt who has been called to singleness for life and she was a missionary in Africa for 20 plus years. And it was really cool to grow up knowing that that is an option, but at the same time, culture by no means encourages it, um, nor do they understand it. And so I've watched my aunt be misunderstood a lot in her Mm -hmm. life because she has answered that call to singleness that God put on her life. So it was that moment for me in college of like God saying, are you, are you going to be okay if I ask you to be like your aunt? And I had to wrestle with it. And I finally just had to surrender it of like, God, whatever you have for my life, you just need to be so much for me, whether that's singleness or marriage or whatever. And, um, So I'm continuing to just walk in faith in that right now of, I don't know what you're going to call me into God, but right now you have me single. Mm. And so I'm going to press into that and I'm going to be okay with you supplying me with what I need for this season of life. That's really interesting that both of you had like a moment or a day that you figured that out. Man, mine took a long time. (laughs) Um, I, I think I'm the oldest person in the room. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, barely. but <laughs> barely, <laughs> but you're married. So you don't count. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, so I'm 36 and I've been single. Like I, like I said, I've had relationships, but I've never been married. Um, and it was not a day for me. It was not a moment. It was God continually teaching me and asking me to be single. And there were actually a few relationships that and you look back at them now, you're like, Ugh, what was I thinking? But <laughs> in those moments, God was like, nope, not for you. You need to be single right now. And he kind of pulled me out of that relationship in one way or another. But it was, it, I wrestled with it for over a decade. <laughs> so it wasn't like I wrestled with it for a day or an experience or a moment. It was, I mean, it was ongoing. And then I don't know, I can't even tell you when it happened, but, um, within the recent past, it's just kind of like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm good with being single, but it took me a long time to get here. So, and a lot of pressures like Carl mentioned from family, from friends, whatever, and like going to wedding after wedding after wedding. Um, but I'm good. Like, but like I said, it's, it's so cool that you guys had an experience, like a moment, um, 
you know, not to say either one's better or worse, but yeah, mine took a while. <laughs> well, I would say, I would say I had a moment that the, it kind of just dawned on me, uh, like just sitting in the truck, just like, and I was coming home from work. It was like one in the morning and I was coming home from work and it's just like, Oh, <laughs> and then I just thought about it. Like you have the feeling of like loneliness, um, but it's like almost like a thirst. Like you miss somebody that you've never met. Oh, wow. Um, That's then, deep, Carl. <laughs> yeah. um, but then you think about it more and it's like, oh, yeah. Why am I worrying about this? I'm single right now. Like I don't have anybody else to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then because it, it, it kind of is a battle every day. Mm-hmm. Like I might have that reali- realization, but it's still that kind of trying to accept like, yep, this is where I am and there's things I need to work on. So if I need to, if I want to be married, then there's things I think I need to correct now before I have to, like, I'm forced to correct them really quick. <laughs> yeah. And I'd cool. say it's, it's kind of a roller coaster. I don't know if you guys feel like that, but just the ups and downs of like, I'm okay with being single. This is awesome. I'm loving it. And then you feel that deep loneliness and that yearning or missing that person that you've never met. Um, and those are the times that are hard and Mm. that hurt um but then like you come back up and you're okay with it again and that's kind of just a huge part of our journey and it's constant um and even though like yeah there's that moment of realization that carl and i have had but the journey of what to do with that realization takes a lot of time for mm-hmm. sure. I know it was months before I was able to surrender that, but then I've had to surrender it again and again mm. and again. Yep. That's interesting. <laughs> um, going back to something you said a little bit earlier, Amanda, about your aunt and how she was very misunderstood. Um, let's talk about misunderstandings, misconceptions of someone who is single, whether it's in society or in the church that you guys have heard or that you feel from whether it's married people or couples or just anybody leaders, anything like that, that y'all feel like, or frustrations that you, that you have, that you, you hear about singleness that you just kind of want to explain to our listeners and say, you know what? I like, we hear this a lot and that's not the case. Any any kind of misconceptions, anything frustrating um, that y'all have heard that you kind of want to get off your chest? Well, I think the biggest one, especially from our little pre-podcast chat, was that singleness is not a broken state that needs to be fixed by the remedy of marriage. Preach. That was very well put. (laughs) Way better than what I was going to (laughs) say. I mean, I just wanted to kind of put it in a concise way, but Mm -hmm. then let's talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about it. I I think all of us feel that. Um, And I hate when people try to, quote, fix me by assuming that I want a relationship right now and trying to either set me up on blind dates or internet dating. And I know... People in this room might have a different view of that, but I really hate that because, like I said, you're assuming something about me that you haven't asked. And Carl mentioned that he has, you know, maybe a few people he'd trust to set him up with someone because they really know him. Um, I have one person that I trust to set me up, but she knows me well enough that 
she would never set me up because she knows <laughs> I don't want that, you know? Yes. So it's like uh, just the assumption of things I think is, like I said, uh, the assuming that we're broken is one part of it, but then also assuming that we want something, you know? And like I said, if God brings me into a relationship that ends up in marriage, that's great. But right now I'm not seeking that. So don't assume mm-hmm. that I want it. Um, and like the people have different views on online dating and um, blind dates and stuff. I am just not with either of them. So there's that. <laughs> um, yeah. One thing I'll say is um, I've had being single, I can look in on somebody's relationship and um, I can make assumptions or I can make comments or whatever. Um oftentimes like I feel like I have no place giving somebody correction mm-hmm. like somebody's in a relationship and I've had friends that, like I'll I'll say something um like oh that that seems off like why would you be in a relationship if, if that's how that's going and like well you can't talk you you haven't been in a relationship like but that still seems wrong mm-hmm. like you can look at somebody's situation and be like um no that's that doesn't seem like a very healthy way to deal with something like you know, you shut you shut down, um, which I I do that. If I'm, there's a problem arises, I shut down, um, or you know, which is fine for a little while, but then approach the problem. And people often like I'll I'll t- I'll say it out loud because I don't know when to control my mouth. And <laughs> my friends are correcting me like, well, you can't say that. You're not in a relationship. I'm like so, I still have morals. I still have you know a, a free will. I can think for myself. So why can't I, as a single person, look at somebody's relationship who's married and say, you know, like, how's your relationship doing right now? It seems kind of tenuous. Mm-hmm. Good word. Yeah. Way to mm. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any any other misconceptions? Brokenness? So many. I just, like, I'm trying to think of I, where I, to I, go I, with and it. And I, 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 was, I was listening to another Christian singleness podcast in order to just kind of try to figure out where I was going to go with, with this <laughs> podcast to learn more. Um, and, and one of the things, and this, I guess this kind of goes along with sort of the misconception that single, single people are broken. Um, is that I've heard a lot and this is like an overgeneralization. Um, and especially in the church that single people might be lacking something. That, that because they're not, whether in a dating relationship, some kind of relationship, marriage or whatever, that they are, that they're lacking something. Like you're not, you're not, you're not whole. Um, you're missing something. It kind of goes back to that broken thing. What do you guys think of that? Of like, like for, for those that might be like, well, you are lacking. And Carl, it kind of goes back to what you're saying about how like you can still give advice and speak into the life of a married couple. Um, but what do you, what do you say to those that are like, well, wait, you're like, you're, you're lacking something. Therefore you're not, you're not complete. You said something that was like, you know, you're, you're broken or like you're half of a whole, Mm. like, well, I am whole. Um, the Bible, it says when two people come married, they become one. It is no longer two persons. It is one person. So it's not that you're broken and you need something else to fix you and make you whole. You're already whole. Yeah. It's like God's math versus world math. Yes. Because we are one plus one becoming one, which doesn't make sense, but it does in God's world. And 
that's like the whole you complete me thing <laughs> a grosses me out but b <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but b is just like it, it's not true because god completes me and god completes you and then if you, two people get married again god completes the marriage to make that one whole being you know like it's i don't know and i uh, you said something too about lacking something and i think that a lot of people think we're lacking experience i've had several occasions and it has like not just with marriage but marriage and kids mm-hmm. i've had several occasions where i i mean as a coach forever you know you don't know anything about children and it's like a i was one um, <laughs> But B, I've probably worked with more kids than you have in your entire life. And I'm not saying that I know more than you, but you can't assume that I know nothing and have nothing to bring to this table. Um, And also something Carl said, like, you know, if you're people are all sorts of willing to give single people advice. And then once we turn the tables on them, they don't like that. Mm -hmm. It's like um, a both parties have to be open to some sort of conversation but it doesn't have to be like you are doing something wrong or i'm better than you because that's not the case it's just it can be a conversation about the relationship or about the singleness or whatever it is and you know like it i don't know it just doesn't have to end in like bashing like you mentioned we also said like the phrase you complete me Mm -hmm. it's like well, no, if you're looking for somebody to complete you, then you're probably not doing well on your own. So if you can't True. be a whole person on your own, then marriage probably isn't the solution for you anyway. <laughs> so you can't find somebody else to help fix you mm. if you feel like something's wrong with you. You have to fix it on your own first before you try to get somebody else involved in your problems. Because that just creates so much more tension between in a relationship. Because if you have somebody who like the only reason you're with that person is because you have a problem and they seem to fix it, then you clearly weren't able to fix the problem on your own, which that's fine. There's problems that you can't fix on your own. But if there's something that you think is going to be fixed by marriage, it's not going to get fixed. No, it'll probably just amplify it. (laughs) I have witnessed a lot of failed marriages within Christian couples because it was built on that idea of, well, I'm missing this or he's a good Christian guy, so it'll be fine. Or mm. uh, my issue here is not going to go away until I, I'm married um, just because then I'm at least doing it according to the way that the Bible said, not mm. to- taking into full context God's heart, just seeing the Bible as like a rule book. Um, and that's just, that's so missing God's heart on everything. Um and yeah, it's it's something that we really do have to be secure in our our relationship with God first and who he's growing us into as an individual. Um, and that's not, there's not an end date to that. That is a continual True. process. So it's not a place of like, well, you just need to work on yourself and then God will bring somebody when you're ready. <laughs> like it doesn't work like that. That's That's manipulating God. Um, so no, I don't need to be ready for that relationship when it comes. I'm not going to be ready. I've gotten as ready as I can with how God has led me in my journey. Hmm. And I have a lot of stuff to do that I can do before I meet that person. 
and a lot of stuff that will have to happen after I meet that person. Doesn't end at the wedding. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get into the church. Mm. (laughs) Let's Um, do. You know, the church, capital C, Fathom, whatever. Um, What... Where's the where has the church been missing the mark in in loving singles? What's been what's been frustrating for you all um being a part of the church when it comes to being single and singleness? Um I can speak from like joining a small group or a Bible study group um in the past at past churches. <sighs> it's felt like there's some times where I feel like I'm the 11th or 13th or 15th wheel mm-hmm. um, or I'm good with kids and I like kids. So it's like, I feel like the group babysitter and it's like, no, I'm here to learn as well. You know, you can't just dump your kids on me <laughs> unless that was part of the prearranged. Um, but <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is a paid position. No. And it, it, I remember also being a part of a young adults group in um, at the, my last church at Aspen Grove and started out great. And it was like, there were a couple of people in relationships, their significant other was not with them all the time, but they'd show up occasionally. Um, and then all of a sudden people started pairing off and getting married. And then me and my friend Kaylee in the group within like the, with some, yeah, the, the leader, the leader and the co-leader got married So it was like, it was just, it it became really uncomfortable. And then me and Kaylee were still single in the group. And we like, I'm speaking for her a little bit. So hopefully I'm not overstepping my bounds, but I know for myself, I either felt like they just disregarded us completely or treated us like a couple. And it's like, no, no, yes, we're friends, but you can't just because you all have paired off doesn't mean that this is a thing, you know? And so it's like, it's almost like people don't know how to react to the single person in a group setting. Like I said, we're either the odd man out. We have nothing to say. We're watching the kids or like I said, in the, in the young adults group, it was definitely the pairing off thing. Um, and I think Chris, pastor Chris does a great job of encouraging people in the church, married people in the church to minister to and love the people that are single in the church. I'm just not so sure that it's being executed very well. And I said something at the beginning when we were talking about this, that yes, there is a point where single people can minister to married people as well, but it's harder for us to invite the married couple with children to our house to host a dinner to get to know them than it is for a family to invite a single person over to get to know them. Um, And like, that's just a logistical thing, but I think that's why it is kind of put on married people to do the ask, to do the invite Mm -hmm. because it logistically is easier. And I think to me, I'm way more comfortable heading into a family's house than the other way around. That makes sense. I would totally echo that for sure. Um, Just even looking at my experience within Fathom over the past two, almost yeah, it's been two years. Um, I came from a, a paradigm at my old church where, um, like, they were really, really good about that, of mm-hmm. inviting the new person along um, or inviting the single person into their home. And so I had really 
wonderful families that I got to be a part of. And that was the norm in that culture. Mm. Um, and of course my experience here at Fathom, the two years that I've been here have been two really weird years. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have been a little bit sad that I haven't been invited into more people's homes. Mm. Um, there are a few people that have done a really great job of inviting me into their lives. Um, singles with, or, uh, singles for sure. I mean, that's an easy one for me to be able to surround myself with a community of singles. Um, but married without kids and then married with kids, um, or even making that transition into married with kids life. Like there's been some people that have done a truly excellent job and I'm so thankful for that, but I want to be in more homes than mm -hmm. just those few. Mm -hmm. And I like even being on stage for me, um, you guys get to see me every Sunday. Um, I don't get to see you. I want to know who you are. Um, and I'm not going to be able to do that unless really you invite me into your life. Um, like, yeah, I can, I can say, Hey, can we get together sometime? And I can kind of initiate. Sure. But there is that logistical obstacle to be able to overcome of like, how do we, how do we do this? Who's going to make that ask happen? Um, cause I, I live in a basement that is really, really small. And so I can't host more than mm. maybe two people at a time. That's just not an option for me. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to be in your lives, in your home. Um, and even for me, like I know Jordan deals with this too, um, like food allergies. Like mm -hmm. we want to come and share a meal with you, but we've got food allergies mm -hmm. and we don't want you to have to cater to us in that. Like, just let us know. We'll bring our own food. We are very mm -hmm. happy to do that. We just want to be in your lives. Um, and I totally agree with Jordan on, on what she said of like the fathom has as a, as what Chris has talked about anyway, has felt very supportive for singles, but the execution on a broader scale feels a little bit lacking. And mm -hmm. I know that we are capable of doing better on that and i even just throughout conversations with other people have seen that there's there's a desire for that we just need to move into action and amanda does a great job of like because she wants she has a desire uh, to know the church that she's serving and how she and i became friends literally was i was sitting i come to church early um, most sundays and i was sitting in the back by myself and she plopped down the chair in front of me and she's like, hey, you look like someone I need to get to know. And so she does a really good job of reaching out to other people. And it would be cool to see, and especially her being one of the faces of Fathom, like it would be cool to see people in the church supporting and ministering to her. So that's just one of the things in when we went out to coffee the first time we um, hung out. And it was like, that was a really, I thought that was a really good point because you, like I said, you do a good job. Um, Cause I was happy sitting in the back by myself, <laughs> but she reached out to me. So I know she does a good job and she has a desire to be a part of people's lives. They just have, has to move into action. I like those words. Carl, you got anything? Okay. What, what can the, uh -oh. what can the church do better um so different perspective these two are mm. more extroverted than mine uh <laughs> i am very introverted and i don't like hanging out with people 
Um, Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks for being here, Carl, yeah. and hanging out with us. Four people is his max. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. So even though I'm still a very introverted person, I think I feel like I gave off that vibe, and it makes it be difficult to approach me on certain things, um, unless you already know me. Because if you if you don't know me, I'm not going to come talk to you. So um, if I know you, like um, Chris, I've known him for a couple of years, so I'll walk up to him and start a conversation. That's no problem. But I know him. And I know Jordan. So if I know you, then it's, it makes it easy. But I think for also um, going off of that, single people might be a little bit more difficult to approach, you know, because they're like, oh, uh, if it's a, a married person going up to a single person, it's like we have nothing in common because I'm married and they're single. It's like, okay, like that's, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's also um, that feeling of, yes, I'm single, but I still want to come to people's houses. So there's still that like longing of like, um, even if I decline your invitation, it's still the fact of being invited. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I might be single. I might not fit in with your group, whatever that might be, whether it's your Bible study, your friend group, whatever. Like that's still that invitation of being invited. Like, hey, you want to come or to this, you know, we're going to throw a picnic at the park or something like that. Like, oh, cool. I can't, unfortunately, but there's still that, that sense of, you know, I was invited. Somebody wants me in their group. So like people might give that one invitation, but will they follow it up with another one? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you know, and, and you could make the last event. You want to come to this event, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Just the, the continue like trying, but if it's like a continuous thing, like, no, 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 no. Then no, there's not a whole you can do. About <laughs> yeah. It. Just yeah. like being persistent about pursuing relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And something you kind of brought up within that was um, it was showing me that sometimes as singles, we feel forgotten um, because there's it's really easy to put together ministries for like families with kids and other things like that. Um, But we can feel forgotten in the invite. Um, And then when I approached Kyle about this topic, I had this kind of title in mind of forgotten singleness not only how we feel forgotten but like everyone has been single before you may just have forgotten what it was like and some people are single longer than others but that is a shared experience that we all have so if you are ever at a place where you're just like I just don't know how to like reach out to them or how to minister to the singles just think back to when you were single and that's all you need to do like Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that, um, we can be united in it. It does not have to be yet another thing that divides us in such a crazy divided time that we're living in. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, before I get into my last question, is there anything else you would, um, you would want to say to fathom? Those were like a lot of really good specific practical things fathom can do is there is there anything else that for those listening um that you would want to just suggest suggest to to the congregation of fathom those who attend um who call fathom church their home anything else you would want to suggest to them how we can like practical things on how we can do better as a church loving and ministering and accepting and welcoming all that stuff to to single people 
I'd say if you're worried about like having nothing in common with a with us, like a remember that you were single, like Amanda said, but b remember that we have a common thread of Jesus, mm-hmm. and we all have a story to tell in that. And I love hearing other people's testimonies, their you know walk with God, how it's going currently, what you know when they became a Christian, things like that. Um, that is something that we all share and all our stories are different and interesting. Um, so if you're, if you're really at a loss for like, what do we talk about? It's not that hard. <laughs> um, and we're not like aliens. We're just single, you know? So, I, I, sorry to cut you off. I no. really do feel like that's a good, that's a really good, we're all laughing. That's a great point because I do feel as a married person, um, I do feel like sometimes when a married person knows another person is single, like that's the only thing they can talk about. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. there's like, I don't know what else to <laughs> talk to them about. How is it being single? <laughs> it's so, it's weird. And you so I think that's okay. good for married people, couples, whatever, to hear there's a lot more <laughs> you well, can and, talk about. And don't come up to us and be like, hey, how's it like? In your world, How's being single. single. <laughs> what? That's awkward. You know, and you just made it awkward. <laughs> but like, think about, like, you and I had the conversation about FCA stuff. We have a common thread of loving children and we love to work with kids and seeing them grow. Like have an adult conversation and instead of just a one question, one sentence thing, be ready to listen and respond like people, you know, I have sports in common with people. I have, you know, just all sorts of things in common. You just have to do a little digging. And if all you're focused on is the single part, you're not going to get very far. (laughs) So. Yeah. And also it doesn't mean that marriage is not a topic that we (laughs) are able to talk about. Like we, we can talk with you about your marriage. That's cool. That is something I, enjoy talking with my married friends about like yes tell me about in a respectful way your marriage problems Mm. that's not an issue for me like I want to hear about that let me learn from you first of all but also let me be that outside perspective that can help just I don't know shine a light on a a blind spot that you have Mm. um and then also just trying to remember something else that you said that sparked my attention was just um like you said we can have an adult conversation about this like we're not kids mm. it it's Very not true. an automatic I'm older than a lot of people <laughs> right. married with children right so it's we're not kids adulthood does not come when you get married amen we are very much so adults we have our lives we have our passions we have our careers we have our projected lives in front of us and we have hobbies and we want to just do community do life with people so yeah letting the whole single versus married or whatever be our obstacle that keeps us from being in relationship together like that needs to end like that's something that should go away in a lot of different areas of our life not just single versus married like any difference that you have can be overcome with just a little bit of asking the right questions and having a very understanding mindset and not presuming that you know what that person is going to say. Yeah, it's kind of a lame excuse for not having a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like not wanting to overcome a barrier. 
like I said, that's very not adult <laughs> in my world. Um, I have not say I just had to figure out how to put it. <laughs> um, I feel like as single people, wherever you are, if you're in a church or not, um, there's for married people a certain like, hey, can I help you try to find somebody? Like, um, so instead of saying, hey, like you should meet somebody. Yeah, I meet a lot of people. Like, doesn't mean I like them. Uh, uh, but instead of saying like, you should meet somebody, like um, I'd say help somebody be single. If you're a married person, you remember what it's like to be single. Help them to be single and realize they are in a time where they can work on themselves specifically and their relationship with God. It's not like being a in a season of singleness my season has been 25 years (laughs) um it's a blessing it may not seem like it in some moments because you have those lows like man i really wish i had somebody that i could just talk to right now um but then have somebody come alongside you who is married who can say you know yes you were single that's good you it's a blessing to be single you can work on yourself you can you know, help others through something else, you know? I thought you put that pretty well. Cool, good. Can I throw something onto the tail end of that, though? Um, Like, we have a certain level of availability that others do not have because we don't have a family to attend to. That does not equate to having free time. So we cannot be the ones that are automatically just placed in... uh, positions dealing with tasks that nobody else wants to do mm-hmm. because our time is probably more extended in the sense of like we we do more things with our time we are busier than a lot of other people because we don't have to be home at a certain time to deal with the kids and support our families in that way i know that whenever i have my really full schedule that i i thrive under like I am scheduling bathroom breaks for myself <laughs> because I just like I love being busy. I love doing something all the time and I do not have the time to just be the catch all because I don't have a family. Like we all have different responsibilities. Um, yes, we've got a certain availability, um, but that does not equate to time. Hmm. Good point. That was good. That yeah. Sense. Good yeah. mic drop. Thank you. <laughs> um, for the end. <laughs> we, we need to wrap this thing up. This has been <laughs> a- awesome conversation. One last thing for each of you. Um, what has God been teaching you through this time? Um, however long you want to go back just about, about singleness, where you're at, what is like, just, there might be a lot, but like one main thing that, that God has been teaching you through this. And anyone can go first. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I feel like, God's sovereignty in his timing is something he's constantly reminding me of within my singleness of Mm -hmm. knowing that like, yeah, it doesn't matter whether I'm ready or not. It matters whether God has designed that time to be now or later. Um, And I like I am on dating apps and I I would be open to the right person setting me up with someone. But um, that's not fruitful for me right now. And I have to be okay with that. It's not that there's a lack of good Christian guys. There's a lot of really wonderful Christian guys out there and girls. It's finding that right fit. Um, And so I'm trusting God to provide that for me. 
at his timing in his way. And it's, I'm a person that loves control. So this is a place where God constantly just Mm -hmm. says, nope, this is not on you. This is on me. You just need to trust me and trust my timing and be faithful. Wow. I'll say one thing God has taught me, um, especially over this time during coronavirus, um, I get really busy with work. Um, there's times when I I used to give up my weekends, so I'd just go work. Um, and then there's days when I would do 16-hour days from 8 in the morning to midnight. And it was exhausting to the point where I would neglect to sit down and pray or read my Bible. Um, and it's kind of a realization of if I don't have time right now for God, why would I have time for somebody else who is physically here? So if I have no time to sit down and pray to God for even a minute, which everybody has a minute, you like that time you spend on social media, put your phone down and read your Bible or pray. Um, so if I don't have time for God, why would I have time to work on a relationship that is also supposed to be centered around God? Um, Jordan, bring it home. Last but not I didn't least. want to be the last one. <laughs> um, both good points. Uh, no, I think so. I just recently moved out of the Shallow Mueller home. I lived there for two years um, with a little stint in Australia in the middle. But I think that God is teaching me like, I am, I'm okay with my singleness. I get that. But I think God is teaching me right now how to be single and alone because I have been single with people around me my entire life. And I have never lived on my own a hundred percent, like no one else in my house. So I think God is really teaching me how to do that. Well, um, I'm pretty good at time management, things like that. And it's, that that's another lesson I'm learning is how to how to manage my time both to to create space for me to be alone because I'm also very good at being busy, very good at filling out my schedule. And I too, like Amanda, I thrive in those circumstances. But there like I was sick a couple of weeks ago and I had to rest. I had to schedule rest and then do rest. You know, it's not not easy for me. But I think God's really teaching me how to um, be alone and be single um, and do that well, still hanging out with people, still serving others, but working on my relationship with him first. And like, it, I don't know, I can't say it any other way besides being single and alone well. So that's awesome. Uh, thank you guys. Um, any last second? <laughs> tidbits for fathom yes always Go for it, Amanda. <laughs> um i just want to say that this is a much deeper conversation than what we have been able to express on this very short mm-hmm. podcast episode um so uh for part me, one this is part one <laughs> there you it go. could be part one mm-hmm. but let's make part two a private conversation um nice. let's not make that another podcast episode like we want to talk about this deeper 
Um, there's so many more complexities to be able to share. There's no way we can explain all of our heart on this in this short amount of time. So talk to us, let us share our heart about that, but also let's not make that the only topic that we mm-hmm. talk about. <laughs> let's just talk about life. Let's talk about all the things. Let's do community well together. Amen. And I want to say thanks to Kyle because yeah, it's like, I, I still remember our initial conversation after Amanda brought it up. It's hard to go about this topic, especially being the person hosting as a married guy, but I think you did it really nicely and nicely is not the right word, but you know, like respectfully and um, we're not bashing married people. We're not bashing single people. We just wanted to have a conversation and thank you for facilitating this conversation and allowing us to come talk real. Of course. Of course. Thank you guys. Um, Thank you seriously so much for being here and and talking about this. Um, Hopefully church listening to this, you learned a lot, but like Amanda said, come up and talk to them please about all the things, <laughs> all the things talk about all the things with them. Um, they are amazing people. Thank you guys for being here. Um, church. That's all we got for you. Uh, you can check out more of these podcasts. I don't know where you're listening to this, maybe on the fathom app um, or on Spotify and Apple podcasts. They're all on there or the FathomChurch.org website. It's all there. Um, check them all out. We love you church and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.